Welcome to the Still Navigating podcast, familiar and unusual stories from a new perspective. Hello, welcome to a seasonal edition of Still Navigating. Today we're going to look at my novels of the year, 2023. Let's make that novels of the last two years because I've kind of been off air for really 18 months. Now, most of these were published in 22-23, but there are a few dating back as far as the mid-1990s. Some people think reading fiction is a waste of time, and by definition, I suppose I can see why people would say that. But for others, the novel is the greatest sustained feat of human imagination. I hope it's obvious which camp I'm in. Okay, let's start with an author that was new to me, a guy called Lawrence Osborne, and his 2015 uh, thriller, Hunters in the Dark. This is my first book by this author, who's been called the Graham Greene for the post-backpacker generation. Well, actually, I kind of called him that, but I-, I can see why people would see him in that light. Set in Cambodia, this thriller has atmosphere existential menace, moral ambiguity in spades. Really recommend it. And I'm going to go back and have a look at some of others of Lawrence Osborne's books. Another strong recommendation and a new writer to me was The Perfect Golden Circle by Benjamin Myers. This is a fictionalized account of the late 1980s crop circle phenomenon when these circles made with very intricate, often geometric patterns appeared overnight in wheat fields across southern England. And people thought, well, are they UFOs? What's happening? So this this is kind of part a buddy novel, part rural idyll. It's, it's really a beautiful short novel. The Lives of Others by Neil Mukherjee is another book that's been around a fair while. It was published in 2014. I was nearly 10 years late to the party with this one. It's set in Calcutta and in impoverished rural West Bengal in the 1960s. And it's up there with the very best Indian literary fiction. And I mean up there with a fine balance, that kind of thing. Um, Yeah, another strong recommendation. 2023 was really the year of Barbara Kingsolver and her novel Demon Copperhead. I've been reading to read her The Poisonwood Bible for years, but got to this tour de force first. Rightly heaped with praise by critics and readers, this is a retelling of David Copperfield, but set in the wasteland of the Appalachian opioid belt. Deserves all the praise it's got, for sure. Death and the Penguin is another older novel. Written by Andre Kirchhoff in 1996, it's set in Ukraine in the 1990s, This is a bleak, black comedy satirising post-Soviet corruption in the Ukraine. Yes, and the main supporting character is a real penguin. The This by Adam Roberts. I occasionally dip my toe into sci-fi. This, at times hilarious spoof on social media, features an endearing slacker hero who finds himself thrust into battle with a viral networking cult. Excellent. Um, yeah, recommend that one too. Another older one by an author I've always meant to try. This is Tortilla Curtain by T.C. Boyle. 
It's described by people as his grapes of wrath. It's very prescient, very relevant, very funny, and with a really deeply human ending. So that's another author I'm going to explore some of his other books. It's great when you find an author that you like and you know he's written a whole, or she's written a whole lot of other stuff. Now, this one is possibly the most obscure on the list. It's called Chinaman, The Legend of Pradeep Matthew by Shehan Karun Atilaka. And written in 2010. Now, this author actually won the Booker Prize in 2022. And, but for this book, he uses an alcoholic journalist's quest for an imaginary 1980s Sri Lankan cricketer as a metaphor for everything that's wrong with Sri Lankan society. The best book that's been written about cricket since Jeff Boycott's autobiography. No, but seriously, eccentric but brilliant try and find it if you have any interest at all either in Sri Lanka or in cricket it's really a sustained brilliant feat now I would recommend all the books on this list but there's just one that I might be slightly more ambiguous about and that is Quixote by Salman Rushdie published in 2019 Rushdie I love the guy, you know, I, he's written three or four of my favorite novels. I think, you know, starting with Midnight's Children, Shame was written about Pakistan. Um, I love Shalimar the Clown, written about Kashmir. Quixote is a sort of retelling of the Quixote story set in America, a cross journey, a cross country journey through America. It isn't one of his best and I bought it because I want to express some tiny little bit of solidarity with Rushdie, who'd been stabbed on stage during a lecture tour of the States. So, yeah, I think there's plenty better out there. He just tries to cram in too many things. He's got the opioid crisis. He's got Trump. He's got Musk. He's got AI. He's got climate change. He's just trying to do too much, and it doesn't really work. But, uh, yeah, Rushdie himself, you know, he he's one of our true greats. Another of my favourite authors that was on form was Jonathan Franson, um, Crossroads. Um, Franson is my go-to author for big, well-written US family dramas. This one is set in 1970s Illinois, and he's, you know, he's maintained a, a high level. Going back to his 1980s, late 1980s debut, I think it was, um, Corrections, The Corrections, which was outstanding. Another author who's one of my favourites and sort of stayed stayed the course and is Ian McEwan. He's been a bit up and down recently, but Lessons um, is his best since Atonement, I think. Uh, it's the story of an ordinary life, um, a life not particularly well lived, but that life is set against the big events of the last 30, 40 years. Then let's turn to um, outside the UK, um, a book called The Island of Missing Trees by an author called Elif Shafak. This is a, a beautifully constructed moving book. It, it's about how the legacy of 
the partition of Cyprus in the 1970s resurfaces years later in London to devastating effect. An, an excellent, an excellent book. Another regular who's on blistering form with this one, Act of Oblivion by Robert Harris. This saw the master of historical fiction on, on great form. It's a story based on the pursuit of the men who executed Charles I. They fled across the Atlantic and um, sort of hid themselves away in the settled communities on the, uh, on the East Coast. A really strong novel. David Peace is another author that, that, I, that I've dabbled with over the years. And he's written a series uh, about immediate post-war Tokyo. And the first in the, in the trilogy is Tokyo Year Zero, written in 2007. This was an extraordinary period in Japan and particularly Tokyo. You know, really the ruins of the Second World War. And, and it's so far removed from our sense of modern Japan. Um, in many ways, quite a shocking book. But Peace lived in Japan, so he understands the culture in as far as any Westerner can understand that, that complex society. Isabel Allende, um, renowned Chilean author, never read any of hers. She One of her more recent books was A Long Petal of the Sea, published in 2019. This is the first book I've read by her. It's a sweeping historical tale taking you from the Spanish Civil War to Pinochet's Chile. Very solid, very interesting historical background, and yeah, a good one. Well, I hope there was something for you on this list. All the details are on stillnavigating.com. Just search for My Novels of the Year 2023. I hope there was something for you on this list, and happy reading, and um, talk to you again soon. This was the Still Navigating podcast. Everything you've heard today and a lot more is on stillnavigating.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon.